Honestly, if I was to say there was one part of the film that confused me, it was Hugh Jackman, who seemed to be acting in a completely different film. He brought a lot of intensity, but his character was incredibly comedic just in how he looked. He looked like a safari ranger with a mullet. Brand new trailers are, and it looks fantastic. It looks like they've captured that 1960s energy, updated a little bit with a bit of the sort of modern edge and flair, but again, it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. If he got past the anal fisting and um, the handcuffs, I was... like a good old anal fisting. Uh, I mean, please. You're talking about couches, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm getting a bit uncomfortable I would, here. I wouldn't want to go on that couch. <laughs> Um, it's uh, Wall here again for New Zealand Entertainment Podcast, and usually they're only on for like a segment, but we've devoted a whole podcast to films, movies, TVs with the spicy pulp boys, Sam and Sean. Hey, Wall, how you doing? I'm very good, man. Thanks. Uh, Sean Bay looking cool, boss as usual. Yep, that's how we're all. Yeah. Whoa. Um, let's get on with it. Uh, I know time is of the essence, and you guys got previews to go to. It is, it is. Let's get on with it, Matt. Okay, right. Let's hit us up. We're going to go for a hold or fold, special hold or fold. Usually Jared's here with me, and we're reviewing movies. Three minutes uh, on each movie, but uh, we've got the boys, and uh, I'm going to find the uh, the timer, and then we'll hit, hit the, the play button Reason and go for it. Clock. Now, the films we're going to review today, a uh, cu- couple of new movies. One of them is called... Run All Night. Run All Night. Liam Neeson's new one, Taken Part 10. And what, what's the other one we're doing? <laughs> Chappie. Chappie, Chappie. I always think of cowboy chaps when I think Chappie. Yeah. Don't know why. It's getting into village people territory well, well you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, just, we'll stay away from that, you know. <laughs> yeah, we well, are yeah, very, like, with them breathing. We're, we're invading each other's breathing airspace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good thing I had a TikTok. Lucky none of us has been to an African country lately. Otherwise, we'd be quarantined. Anyway, let's get on with it. I'm going to push the starter starting from now. Sam, starting now. Yeah, Run All Night. Well, you did mention Taken, and uh, if there's one movie that Run All Night is not, is definitely not Taken. It's got to be 15 years since I've been in here. Place looks different. All the old places look different now. I'm the only one ever cared about you. That ended an hour ago when you killed my son. I pulled the trigger. I killed Ali. Uh, Liam Neeson's in it. He plays a guy called Jimmy um, Jimmy Conlon, who's sort of a has been mobster. Like he's a bit of a he's a bit of a bum, really. He's a bit of a loser. And suddenly, I agree. Yeah, he, he is. I mean, but he gets thrown into the situation where his estranged son, played by Joel Kinnaman, is suddenly targeted for assassination. He has to keep him alive for one night. Really fast place, really in your face, and um, it, it's great. I mean, the the tension between Kinnaman and Neeson was great. I mean, for the enti- pretty much the entire movie, Kinnaman wants nothing to do with him until the end, where he's like, okay. Man, Maybe you are my father. I will accept you. Uh, it was really well done. Um, I really liked it. It was a real sort of old school, gritty sort of nineteen seventies vibe. Very like, something Steve McQueen would be proud of. Um, yeah, great. Uh, a lot of fun and different. You know, this isn't Taken Part Ten. This is something. This is a different character. I'm sorry, I see that now. You know, well, you know, but it's a good point to make. I mean, you know, Taken has revitalised uh, Neeson's career, and now, and, but we're seeing him stretch a little bit, especially with something like this. Um, yeah, no, it was great. Well, now, how, how how many family members has he got to protect, uh, Sean? He has to be running out. I mean, seriously, it'll be cousins next, like second removed, uh, a friend's grandparent, <laughs> my my old roommate's goldfish. <laughs> 
Uh, for you, Sean, Moody, the, was it a seamless experience for you? Were you quite surprised and taken back after his last two were, were kind of an average, non-stop and uh, walk amongst the tombstones? Well, I, I've always rated him. He's a pretty hard guy, you know, a good old Irish scrapper. And so anything that you stick Neeson in front of, he's going to give it a good performance. I think the Taken was a bit too comfortable for him, you know. There was a template that he could act to, but it's good to see films like this, you know, they're kind of pushing what we know about him and how he acts and putting him into slightly different situations with actors that can actually step up to him. I think without a good foil... Um, Liam Neeson's sometimes a little one note so it's good to see that he's got one uh, yeah he could be a, a one trick pony sometimes and, he, uh, and I'm glad this film didn't suffer from Steven Seagal syndrome you know the first movie Nico Unarmed the Ages is great and after that fail 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 yeah a bit too much Aikido for uh, Steven Seagal but no I I was really impressed with it I was something different you know it wasn't the taking character like Jimmy is a bit of a loser he's got he's thought of by a loser by his crew and then you know he's an effective bad guy but you know he sort of has lost everything in his life because of this and now he's got this one last def- ditch effort to try and you know save his son's life who by the way doesn't want anything to do with him and you know it's sort of the, the almost this odd couple of you know who have to try and survive I thought it was really good and I really liked the vibe of it for me it was this really 1970s kind of thriller you know like the French Connection that you don't really see a lot or the Warriors yeah yeah it's a, yeah the Warriors exactly. staying alive all night yeah yeah exactly um, exactly you know without John Travolta so but it was a, it was a great you know it's, see I put the I, well you said staying alive you know oh, right, right. come on let's get these references right you know but um, I'm trying yeah. to keep up with you Sam yeah, yeah. come on well it's, yeah but yeah no but a really cool film I really lo- I really dug it so yeah okay let's a hold or fold uh, come back to Mr Moody now we're going to wrap it up hold or fold for you Sean why no hold it yeah hold it yeah Simple as that. You heard it from the Moody Meister, Mr. Bossman. Sam, hold or fall for you? Oh, hold, yeah. I love that. It was a great movie. Yeah. And also, the son played by Joel Kinnaman, the Swedish actor. He did a good job of American accent. Mm-hmm. And he looks like, kind of looks kind of similar, striking resemblance to Paul Walker. Yes, yeah, yeah, he does. He's sort of, uh, and you know, we've got Fury 7 coming up soon, so that'll be interesting to see, you know, Walker's last movie. Um, a bit sad as well, you know, he's like, he's sort of a personal hero of mine when I was a teenager, really dug him and really hope that movie goes well. So, well, yeah. let's cut the crap now. It was uh, a hold there, and we're going to go through our next movie review for uh, a movie called by Neil Blomfy Campy. Blomp Camp. Camp. Sorry, I got the South African name wrong. Okay. You, you are part South African, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it is a, a movie called An Endearing Movie, which I thought when I first saw it, I, and the idea it sort of reminded me of Short Circuit, mm. that 80s robot movie, but apparently it isn't like that. Let's push the timer now, starting with you, Mr. Sean yeah. Moody, Chappie. A thinking robot could be the end of mankind. Destroy that robot. Burn it to ash. Something of great danger headed our way now. I don't want to die. I want to live. If you want to survive, Chappie, you must fight. All right, so Chappie is the third in Blomkamp's sort of essay sci-fi trilogy. And while the first one talked about um, apartheid broadly, the second one, the gap between the rich and the poor, Chappie is about how we're a product of our environment and how we're nurtured. So the foil for this is Chappie is this robot. 
it's a robot so it learns like humans do and it has no biases what happens to it is it's brought up in sort of a gang environment um, by the two D'Antwood rappers uh, so Yolandi and Ninja these are the South African group aren't they yeah and they need money for a heist because they're in some trouble with some Safa gangs and so they basically steal this robot uh, to train it to go fight for them because the SA police force is under a little bit of um, pressure so they've instituted a whole robotic uh, police force to kind of bring the crime rate down and a lot of people in sheltered western countries have been saying oh this is bloody unrealistic but being a South African one of the biggest features of that society is crime and their inability to deal with it so I thought that was a really interesting take on it this seems something that they would try and so um, they get this robot they train him up and he kind of um, struggles to uh, rationalize being bad and a negative person and committing crimes with the instructions that his maker, Dev Patel, who you might know from Best Oh, Slumdog. Yeah, Slumdog, Mr. Slumdog himself. So he made the robot and he is trying to teach him to be artistic and express himself. And he has this preoccupation with creating AI that is realistic and human. And so there's this tension between. Uh, that time sticking, Sean. Time sticking, and you know, being a heist thingy. Yeah. And so, anyway, um, him and a mulleted uh, Hugh Jackman face off. Uh, yeah, there's lots of it, it's quite gross. Uh, there's lots of um, greatly. The mullet's action. gross or Hugh Jackman? Uh, I'll take both for that. Um, and it's it's really interesting. I think it paints a really good depiction of South African life that most Western reviewers in San Francisco, Auckland, just don't get. Yeah, yeah. I think most people don't get the. Film. For me, with the context, I liked it. It is not the best thing I've ever seen. But now every reviewer has to hate something or love it, and it's yeah. all hyperbolic clickbait, and I'm yeah. not a fan of that. If I like a film, I like it. If I don't, I don't. And I like this one. I thought, um, while it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, it did enough to want me to watch it and to p- pay for my popcorn and coke in the cinema, and that's all I really need out of the film. So yeah. I thought Charlotte Copley as Chappie was easily the highlight, the best sort of... Um, uh, whatever you call it, Andy Circus like acting that I've seen since Gollum. Uh, motion capture acting yeah he was fantastic it's a very expressive robot for something with no facial features and I was stunned with how much he got into that or no eyebrows no no eyebrows he has like a visor Uh, so I I, I quite enjoyed it Um, the South African accents may rub you the wrong way and if you're not a fan of D'Antwoord you get a lot of it so you might want to skip it but uh, I I, I, I hate being rubbed the wrong way yeah (laughs) Well, you are way too close to me to be <laughs> suggesting stuff like that. So um, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was interesting. It, it captured, it piqued my interest. Good. And you, I know you're one that won't be drawn into any hyperbolic bollocks. Really. No, no, no. If I like it, I like it. Exactly, exactly. Okay, because since Sean's the only one who's seen this movie, Sean, for you, hold or fold? Uh, I'll give it a hold, but I can see why some people might not. Mm, okay. Straight from the Moody Boy's mouth. And now we are going to be talking about a new movie made in, in conjunction with Weta Workshop, uh, Thunderbirds. Five, four, three, two, one. Thunderbirds are go. Jerry Anderson's 60s uh, TV show now being remade. I mean, the first remake was... 
Atal Bollocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. So, it's a new TV series called Thunderbirds uh, Go. Um, Weta Workshop is involved with it, and uh, it's completely sort of CGI. The brand new trailers are, and it looks fantastic. It looks like they've captured that 1960s energy, updated a little bit with a bit of the sort of modern edge and flair. But again, it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. As soon as we heard that Thunderbirds were coming out like a couple of years ago, we thought, great, this is going to be awesome. And it just turned out to be like a, a kiddies movie mm. with real life actors. Yeah, I, I thought they completely uh, misstepped on that one. It yeah. didn't do anything for me, but the trailer for this looks good. Good. Yeah. Uh, we got Sean Moody and Samuel Haynes from Spicy Pulp Boys joining us today with all things spicy to do with movies and TV. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk TV shows next. But right now, we're going to be listening to the new Thunderbirds trailer. FAB. Boom. Five, four, three, two. Thunderbirds are go. TV shows that are coming up, but Mr. Moody, you called one The Man in the High Castle? Yeah, The Man in the High Castle basically tells, um, it's from Amazon, and it's their most expensive TV show that they've done, their big foray into competing with Netflix, and basically, it's what would happen in World War II if it was the Nazi that dropped the bomb and won. So they've taken over America. God forbid, that would have happened. Yeah. And they're um, basically in this lot horn competition with the Japanese that own the Pacific side, and it's about how these two groups at the verge of Hitler's death compete and jostle for power and the Japanese are obviously in second place in that one and they're incredibly worried that um, whoever takes over is going to start another world war and there's a lot going into this it's beautifully shot it's it's just magnificently shot great acted um Who's it? Rufus Sewell is in in it as oh, Rufus. He's the English guy, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, as a um, Nazi sort of commander, and there's a lot of intrigue, and I'm not going to give any of it away. I haven't seen you this excited about a TV show since uh, I don't know Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I just this one really hit for me. You can tell early on when a show should be picked up or not, and they've thankfully picked this one up, and it's going to. Um, go into rotation soon and I think it's what they need to make their mark really The Man in the High Castle yeah fantastic Kiwis are also not missing out on on being part of some of the the big TV shows we've got uh, Keisha Castle Hughes coming up on Game of Thrones but also Mr Cliff Curtis Dark Horse is appearing in the new spin-off series for The Walking Dead I saw a lot of that out on the loading dock even tossed down the stairwell down the walkers yeah yeah so cliff curtis you know the dark horse great role and you know well he's, he's great in everything i mean training day really scary and once warriors but speed two no what's that we, we, we won't go to speed two but um but it, there, there is but 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 what's really cool though is we've got this new show it's a spin-off from the walking dead it's called cobalt that's it's just come out with its title um and they're like amc been really really secretive about what the show is all we know is that it's going to be set it's sort of a prequel series set at the time when rick is in his coma at the beginning of the walking dead if you remember that so it's sort of the initial outbreak to the plague and how people start to deal with it and he and kim dickens who was in um deadwood and who was in sons of anarchy and gone girl she's fabulous and gone girl 
Angel. Yeah. Uh, she is his co-star, and they are two people who have to survive in this new zombified world. So, uh, who's the one in Gone Girl? That's on it. Kim Dickens. So she was the detective. You know, the detective. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the Bolshe girl. Yeah, yeah, the tomboy detective girl. Yeah, yeah it's it's a really interesting idea because I think The Walking Dead has really good rhythm, but this is how you can energize the concept. It's like what was that initial outbreak and explore some of the early moments of um, you know the outbreak of this disease and how people reacted to it. So it looks really good. And it's good to get Kiwi in there. Yeah, a Kiwi, a Māori guy is actually slaying um, zombies. That's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah, it'll be cool. So, uh, I mean, talking about slaying of zombies, we've got more zombies that are coming to New Zealand, oh, and yeah. that's with uh, the newly announced Ash vs. Evil Dead. So, this is a continuance of the of the you know the Evil Dead franchise, which we all love. Um, Bruce, the King himself, Bruce, Bruce Campbell, is on his way back as Ash Williams. And I love that guy. Yeah, everyone I loves love Bruce. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's got an amazing chin. And, uh, but anyway, Ash is on his way back, and um, Lucy Lawless is going to be along for the ride as well. Um, she's going to be antagonizing him as a woman called Ruby, who believes he's responsible for The Walking Dead coming back, and she wants to make him pay for it. But Ash doesn't really want to uh, have to deal with anything at all. He'd rather just hang around in his um, trailer park drinking beer. But, you know, it'll be an awesome show. Uh, starts filming in April, so really looking forward to that. So we've got Lucy Lawless pairing up with Bruce Campbell. We've got Cliff Curtis, Terry teaming up with uh, the girl from Gone Girl Kim Dickens Kim Dickens is it going to get any better there are there any other more Kiwis iZombie didn't they have Rose McIver iZombie yeah Rose McIver my name is Liv I used to be passionate inspired alive now I'm mostly just hungry and a zombie so there's that what's happened to that show yeah so so iZombie it's coming to the CW it's based on the graphic novel um and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just been. I think it's been greenlit for a second season as well. So really, really excited. But I haven't seen the first one yet. We're, we're, I haven't seen much fan- fanfare for it as well. Uh, I've just heard from the cast that were on that who said that Rose is one of the best actresses that they've worked with. Made the whole process incredibly easy, and you don't get. Are you name dropping again, Sean? Uh, no, actually, I'm not. Uh, if, if you are curious, head to spicepop.com. We've got the trailer up. It looks uh, looks really cool, and just that like her zombie. You know, she's not this fleshy and thin. She's sort of she's kind of compassionate. She's actually really ashamed that she's a zombie, and and um, she doesn't. Yeah, she has to eat brains, but she doesn't want to hurt anyone. She's you know it's uh, you know she's just sad really, but you know she's just trying to live her life. But she's great. She's they fantastic. Have, they have a nice little take on this: is yeah. that she is actually trying to solve crimes and restore some dignity. to the dead people that come into the morgue that she works at she eats their brains takes their memories and tries to solve their deaths it's an interesting idea I love the way you're licking your your lips there as you're recalling that story why the hot sauce is that a zombie thing I've been terrified about somebody finding out about me for months and you're acting like it's the measles I'm just going for now that Kiwi number four, Keisha Castle Hughes, and one of the biggest TV shows, the most talked about, anticipated, highly hot show, Game of Thrones. Uh, Sam, your take on it this season, the new season coming up? So, yeah, the brand new season, season five, um, it's coming out very soon, and the best part about that is, is it's going to be released in every single tour- territory you know, once it, once it premieres, so every episode is going to come out at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's a great way to get to, to get the series out there and make it available to everyone. And uh, she's playing one of the Sand Snakes. So as um, so Pedro Pascal's uh, character, the Red Viper, he's she's one of his Ill- illegitimate daughters, and um, she's going to be causing a bit of trouble. So yeah. Mm. For anyone that doesn't quite know who the Red Viper is, it's the guy whose head went splash. Uh, <laughs> so, Spoiler alert from yeah, Mr. Moody. Yeah, there you go. Um, it looks really good, and this is a reaction 
to things like streaming services like Netflix, and it's nice to see TV catching up. So that means people in Stewart Island and people all over, we, oh, people in Stewart Island being seen at the same time it's been released worldwide. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Looking forward to it. There's only one piece of news I'm more excited about. And What's that? Pray that tell. Is that um, according to um, Genesis Rodriguez, who's one of the voice actors on yeah. Big Hero 6, it looks like they're getting a sequel. Hello, I am Baymax. You worked! Oh, this is amazing! He wanted to help a lot of people. People keep saying Tadashi's not really gone. As long as we remember him. Hello, I am Baymax. Tadashi programmed me to heal the sick and injured. What? Get out of town. Big Hero 6 Part 2? Is it true? Third highest grossing animated Disney feature of all time. So it was almost inevitable. If anyone was surprised yeah. by Frozen 2, you'd be surprised by this. But you'd probably be the only people that were. <laughs> a little tad surprised. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see another one. There's a whole big range of comics that they have to yeah. build stories out of this. So seems like a no-brainer for them. Here's, a, here's another spoiler alert. Close your ears, people. Um, but Big Hero 6, I'm kind of surprised. It was an animation series that had a death in there mm. of one of the, the characters, which is kind of gruesome. For a cartoon animation. I guess the only other thing I can think of out of the Disney announcement is that Star Wars now has a director, Gareth Evans, who did... Uh, Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Sorry. Um, and uh, they have a writer, and they have a title, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Rogue yeah, Squadron. Is that South Africa, Rogue? Yeah, it is. Sorry about that. And the bit that excites me is the initial images that people have seen. They're describing it as a little bit more Halo than people driving around. And the guy you said Halo, I thought for a minute I thought you were going to say Judge Dredd. That would have been a disaster. Hey, let's sticking back to TV shows, though. Um, Sam, you mentioned another. There's actually more Kiwis TV shows. We've had four of them so far. Rose McIver. Cliff Curtis, uh, Keisha Castle Hughes, uh, Lucy Lawless, and now also Martin Henderson, and I think Rena Owen as well. Yeah, she was yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're talking about the Red Road there, role? Well, yeah, Red Road. Red Road, season two of Red Road with Jason Moore and Martin Henderson. I won't hurt you if you just confess. If I confess, then I'm blind. Life is coming around. We recently had good talks about building a casino here. We give up this land and we're done. Follow me. We're going to do something for a change. What if I lose control? You don't get to choose what you are. It's in your blood. Red Road uh, with Jason Momoa and Martin Henderson's on its way back. Um, first season's great. Uh, check it out on Netflix. Um, and it's coming back. So it's sort of it's so it's coming back, and it's all about how the, how like the big twist in the end of season one is going to interrupt season two. Don't want to give too much away, but uh, Copus is pretty. Um, oh, I just send that off. Yeah. yeah, Copus is pretty angry, and he's going to be causing more trouble for um, Ma- uh, Martin Henderson's Jensen. So yeah, looking forward to that. Now I did watch a couple episodes of that. Really Red quick, can I? Um, Sorry, I came before we go into that, I have to give a shout out. Chappy on in to the to the one Kiwi that I think we're missing and all that, and that's Anthony Starr. Banshee, Banshee season right. three. He's my favorite yeah. of all of the Kiwis doing it in Hollywood right now, and Banshee is going from strength to strength for that network. You know what, Mister Moody? Well, you know when you come out, you, the things you say sometimes don't aren't important, but you do come Most, out with them pearlers now and then. I, I have my moments. 
So that's like six, well, six, and we're up to about seven uh, New Zealanders now to major TV shows in the states. More, I'll give you one more. We've got Jay Ryan and Beauty and the Beast, the CW series. It's just been been renewed. It's been renewed for a fourth season. Um, You know, it's going again, going from strength to strength. So a lot of Kiwi talent, you know, going well. You know, I think we should all just do a mini series. We could we could film our own mini series, like maybe a take on Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, just shirts off. Awful. <laughs> but I mean, hell, if you want to see people that probably need to hit the gym more, being in the Kiwi Game of Thrones around a few beers, uh, they'll be, will it be out in Kumu defending it from invaders? <laughs> a couple of tin, tinfoil swords and. Um, sorry, well, but your, um, your couch really isn't the Iron Throne. I, that's, yeah, so. this, this couch does, it does not live up to the hype of Game of Thrones. You're right. Um, the boys, uh, Sam and Sean from Spicy Pulp, all things spicy with TV and movies. Uh, we've got them here for a little bit longer because we're going to be talking movies again, I know. But for now, we're going to be looking at a trailer for a film that's coming up about a legend called Mr. Kurt Cobain. Sam, tell us about that, the new yeah, movie. So, uh, so Montage of Heck, um, it's by a guy called Brett Morgan. Uh, he's Academy Award nominee documentarian, and it's basically the definitive um, Kurt Cobain movie uh, made with the cooperation of Courtney Love and Francis Bean, his daughter. Um, looks fantastic, so check it out. Great. On that note, we're going to skedaddle for a bit of a toilet break, and then we're back again with Sam and Sean. I was underdeveloped, immature little dude that never got laid. I don't know how anybody deals with having your whole family reject you. His goal was to write as well as he could, play as well as he could. This is what I've always wanted to do. TV3 they had with the weather girl yeah uh, and they had oh the Kano yeah, yeah that thing they had the big stouch about her speaking to Ray I'm like come on just calm it down guys yeah. it's not like uh, calm your indigenous farms like any other country on earth you go to doesn't have someone speaking English so the fact that someone's speaking to Ray I think that should be celebrated rather than you know yeah nah it's pie yeah. Well, we're back again, just after just diverting a little bit. Um, Walt, Sam and Sean Moody from Spicy Pulp. The boys are joining me today talking about films, TVs and everything else in between. We're just talking about the Māori language, Te actually, just in there. Um, Cliff Curtis, uh, he, he speaks pretty good Māori and he's going to be on the, the new American show, Cobalt, the yep. spin-off from The Walking Dead. Yep, yep. I'm very excited for that. Should be good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and Māori is a, is quite is quite a great uh, language. I mean, well, we've seen some uh, last year. We saw some great Terea films. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so that's all. Deadlands, the yeah. Deadlands. That's true, completely yeah. interior Māori. All right, moving quite along now. We are going to be going to the last big segment of the show. We're going to be talked. Uh, we talked about TV shows in the last segment, and also we reviewed the new movies Run or Night with Liam Neeson and Joel Kinnison, Ed Harris, which who did a great job in there. I thought he was a brilliant actor in there. Very good. Very whitey bulger kind of villain. So yeah, he was great. Uh, Common, who had nothing much to say in that movie. Question over with Ed Harris: When have you last seen him give a bad performance? Seriously. Ed Harris is a consistent fella. You should always get him mixed up with um, uh, Robert Duvall. But no, no, but they're just as good. They're stalwarts. Oh, they are, yeah. Well, I mean, and Duvall and the judge last year is great in that, so yeah. 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 yeah Ed Harris, uh, Common, the rapper, he's getting a few more. Uh, he was here in New Zealand Soul Fest last year. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? And um, yeah, he's getting a few badass roles. Yeah. It's good to see. As well, you know, for, uh, for, for, for Selma. For Selma, yeah. He Selma. Won with um, John Legend. Yeah, they won the best song. Brilliant. 
Um, so uh, I thought it was quite a balanced film and, and like I say it didn't suffer from Steven Seagal syndrome uh, I thought it was quite nice and the other movie we were looking at is also Chappie uh, Neil Blomkamp's uh, new movie about a robot um, sort of what would you call it Robocop meets um, Robocop Slumdog meets, um, Slumdog meets Short Circuit <laughs> um, and yeah um, I'd say acquired taste but yeah. um, it was a you forgot to talk about uh, Hugh Jackman's mullet as well oh, Hugh Jackman's mullet honestly if I was to say there was one part of the film that confused me it was Hugh Jackman who seemed to be acting in a completely different film he brought a lot of intensity but his character was incredibly comedic just in how he looked he looked like a safari ranger with a mullet so I was wondering what they were doing with him I couldn't quite figure out how they were trying to pitch Hugh Jackman in that and he was mindfully distracting for me but uh, I did like the mullet it's, I think it's been a while since we've seen a good mullet since um, that Earl show stopped. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Now let's go into the rumor mill. Now for movies that are coming out, there's a whole lot of them coming out. Uh, we've got the new Divergent Part Two called Insurgent. Um, Tomorrowland as well is coming out soon with George Clooney, which is another big sci-fi from Disney. Are there any other movies coming out that are going to be big hits, Sam? That you can think of? Well, I mean, the big one is uh, the newly announced Suicide Squad from David Ayer, who did um, Fury, you know, which we all loved. And uh, but this is sort of DC Comics villain movie. So basically, it's sort of these sort of five villains, including like um, Death and Harley Quinn who are basically brought into this government program and told yeah we'll we'll let you out but you're going to work for us and if you don't do what we tell you to do we're going to blow you up with a little um, explosive devices in the back of your heads and uh, there are some and nice guys no yeah yeah seems, seems right. legit definitely yeah, see, yeah it's what you do you've got to keep the Joker in line somehow um, and you know and as for the Joker we've got Jared Leto cast um and we've also got, and we've also just heard that Joel Kinnaman, you know, from Run All Night, is going to be playing Rick Flag. So, and you know, from from seeing him in Run All Night, he's going to be awesome. In that yeah, that sweet, Swedish actor's getting around. Yeah, he's town. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Now, I think of the Cesar Romero who played the, the first ones with Adam West and the, and the Batman the Joker great he was the best for me was the, the ultimate Joker and then we had Heath Ledger right. now we've got um, Jared Leto from um, Dallas yeah and, and for my money he's the only actor that can bring the right artistry and intensity to the film and I was worried about them bringing the Joker in but with Jared Leto at the helm and some of the initial um images that we've seen coming from him around what he's doing with his hair the look they're going for really? the kind of joker they're basing that on um it sits within the same universe that they're taking um batman from so i'm excited for this sort of deranged unhinged joker that'll really act as the perfect foil t- t- for mm. battle flick so yeah. i'm excited Um, but there was quite a few ones in there. But we we're also talking about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, uh, I mean, if you got past the anal fisting and um, the handcuffs, I was, oh, like a good old anal fisting. Uh, I mean, please yeah. leave the handcuffs at home next time, Sean. Oh, right. And um, I mean, That's those what you're into well, those. I heard that they only got offered a quarter of a million dollars each, Miss um, Johnson and uh, Jamie Dornan. To do the movie anyway well the part of that is they weren't exactly known commodities beforehand they plucked a few unknowns off the street well Jamie Dornan a little more than Dakota but um, uh, they're not back for the next one neither of them I can imagine getting a, you know getting a, a paltry uh, 250,000 oh, I mean how much has that movie made it must have made crap loads uh, it's uh, a New Zealand box office for records for R-rated films it's yeah. right up the top now wow yeah 
We, we, we love slamming a good movie, but then we'll also go and see it as well. Yeah. yeah. Slamming it. <laughs> nice. Good. Just really quick, uh, there's a Richard Pryor um, bioflip coming out. and Eddie, Squeeze that one in. Oh, I got it. And my boy Eddie has just been cast as his dad. That's Eddie as an Eddie Murphy. That's right. Axel Foley. Sorry, yes. Um, I'm, 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 on, I'm on. I'm on. Eddie, I was thinking, who the fuck's Eddie? Um, Sorry, and, Eddie yeah, from yeah. down the road. And what's going to be really interesting with that is his dad was a bit of a, a abusive alcoholic, ex boxer, ex World War Two vet, who seems to have played a very big role in giving Richard Pryor a lot of his hang ups. So I'd love to see him and Mike Epps, who's been cast as Pryor, having going. And there's even rumours that Oprah is coming on as uh, the grandmother. Oh my God, she gets around. She'd have to be in that movie, you know. Um, boys Samuel and Sean Moody from Spicy Pop, all things spicy to do with. TV and movies. Thanks for coming in today and joining us on New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. Thanks for having us, mate. Yeah, bro. It was fun. You heard it first. We're going out like that, but yes, this is New Zealand Entertainment Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. See you.